Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. All right, here we go. We're getting, we're jumping back in overflow, overflow style, kicking it, trying to get filled up in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Understand what it looks like to live, to receive, to be blessed, uh, to walk it out, man, to walk it out. Bombs dropping, bullets flying. What does this look to do? Look like to do it real time. Uh, overflow confronting lifeless forms of teaching so that we can live into the fullness of all the supernatural reality of all that God our Father has. All that God our Father has for us as we jump in. Make sure you hit the notifications. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're uh, YouTube or uh, podcasting. Uh, and uh, help us spread this word, man. Help us spread this word. We're just trying to put meat on the bone. We're trying to put meat on the bone. We're trying to get up underneath the hood of people's cars and uh, figure out what's going on. Be a mechanic in the kingdom of God to set people on the path of freedom and life and righteousness and health and healing. Uh, that, that just so wonderfully flows in the stream and the current of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, our Father's got a light, got a light and not darkness, not darkness. And so whatever we can do to engage light in such a way that expels darkness, uh, that it prepares us and equips us to be able to enjoy light ourselves, but then also to go and minister light into the lives of other people. Here we go. Here we go. I used to regularly wonder. I'm discipling people, going out, meeting people, sitting with them all the time. And uh, just encountering one one person that's dealing with a whole lot of pain after another, after another, after another. So much pain. Uh, man, so much pain. And so I, I began to regularly wonder or, or uh, yeah, regularly wonder if all people were as broken, is everybody as broken as the people that I am meeting? Uh, I've heard some just some crazy, crazy stories. Uh, so I wondered if, if everybody's that way, or maybe I'm just a magnet. Maybe God, our father just sends me people that are in the middle of it, man, just, just bleeding out and, and, uh, limbs falling off and all that, all that stuff that happens. Uh, am I just a magnet? Uh, and my, my conclusion is I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I'm a magnet, although I am a magnet and I love, um, sitting with people in their, in their mess. I think that everyone, not, while not everyone is dealing with the same degree of pain, not everyone's dealing with the same degree. Many, many, many people are taking enormous hits, enormous hits, like bam, like straight to the face, straight to the heart. Uh, in their lives pain is everywhere and no one no one is uh, no no one is immune and now the hits can be seasonal the hits can be chronic uh, they can vary in intensity but it is real man it is real and it's you it's you and the stuff that you are walking through it's the person uh, next to you and and it's the person it's the person next to them Uh, that many are experiencing pain seems to map on to jesus's Jesus's ministry. We are uh, looking at Matthew 9, 36 to 38, which is a passage I've worked through before uh, in the Overflow podcast. I want to draw something new out of it today. But in this passage, uh, we learn about Jesus. Scripture says that seeing the people, seeing the people, Jesus felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited. Seeing the people, Jesus felt compassion, then distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Uh, therefore, beseech the Lord. That's such a 
funny word, beseech, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send workers, to send out workers into his, into his harvest. Uh, Jesus, town to town, village to village, city to city. And what does he see? He sees pain. He sees pain. He sees pain. Uh, in my, in my experience, uh, with, Christians and the bulk of my time is spent with Jesus people. Um, in my experience with with Christians, we are really we are really bad at handling other people's pain. As as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just don't do a very good job of responding well. The things that we can say to each other are can be dismissive, can be cold, can be heartless even though with the best of intention and but we just don't we just don't have any idea what's going on so i want to be able to i want to be able to offer and i think i might have done this before but it's certainly worth uh, revisiting offer some very pragmatic ways depending on who you are and how close of proximity you are to the person who's in pain of ways that you can uh that you can handle that you can speak what are the things that you can say now uh, i do want you to see uh, before we get into that, I, I, I do want you to see that that the scripture says that Jesus saw the people and he felt, he felt compassion for them. He felt like internally, he felt compassion for them. And I want to land in the the uh, the compassion of Jesus because he is emotionally engaged. Jesus is emotionally engaged, and he is allowing himself to be affected by other people's pain. Yikes. Jesus is allowing himself to be affected by other people's pain. Usually we'll make two mistakes. We'll make mistakes in either direction on this thing. Some of us will allow ourselves to be way too affected by other people's pain and we actually take their pain on ourselves. And that is wildly, wildly unhealthy. But on the other side of that, and this is more what I, uh, what I see regularly, is we don't allow ourselves to be affected by other people's pain at all. And, and, and we just get to be dismissive and, and we don't enter in and we don't engage and we don't, we don't dive down and, and dig in. And um, the, the way that I see this manifest itself in the lives of uh, Christian, uh, Christians is the, the speed with which we will run out of conversations when people get real and raw. People get authentic. Uh, when people are sharing their story of pain and suffering, the one who doesn't want themselves to be affected by that kind of negativity, that kind of pain, will, will just bolt out of it. Man, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. And and just go and, and just take off because they can't handle it or they're uncomfortable in it. It's awkward. It's awkward to them. So I want you to see in the beginning that when Jesus saw the people, not only did he see their pain, but he felt compassion. He felt he felt compassion. It is possible for you and I to be made into compassionate people. I was not. I, I was. I was not always a compassionate person, sympathetic person, empathetic person. I, not for a very, very, very long time. The way that I, the way that I uh, was chiseled, broken into becoming a uh, compassionate person, is first out of the overflow of my own struggle of what it means to be a, a follower of Jesus, for to walk, to live by faith, and to seek the will of our Father for wholeness, for your own personal wholeness, and and direction is is absolutely not easy. To open yourself to the to the inner healing, the inner journey that we talked about in last in last week's uh, overflow takes it takes courage. 
And, and the more that you allow the Holy Spirit to open you up, the more that you allow him into your dark places, into your wounds, uh, the more you begin to understand the difficulty of life, the more that you begin to understand that life's not easy, life is hard, and this is a war, uh, it's exhausting, it's complex, it's layered, all that other kind of stuff. The more that you understand that for yourself, uh, and the more that you are going to be put in a wonderful position to be able to offer compassion, compassion and sympathy to the hurts of other people to the hurts of other people. So uh, in, in particular, you know, as Jesus people, the apostle Paul says, Romans 12 and 15, that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice. Celebrate the victories. Celebrate the victories. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We're to feel. We're to feel. We're to celebrate the successes of our brothers and sisters. And then we are to mourn alongside them as they do the same as they do the same to us. So our hearts have got to be open, man. We got to allow ourselves to feel. We got to feel our own junk and our own mess and our own struggle and our own woundedness. And then in the overflow, we got to be able to feel Jesus saw the people and he felt. So I do want to say that Jesus, whatever it is that you're going through, Jesus feels your pain. He feels your pain as you conceive of the person of Jesus. I don't, I don't know what images uh, uh, the Holy Spirit would give you, but as you conceive of the person of Jesus, as he looks at you, as he sees through with Holy Spirit precision, man, just batting aside all of the facade. He just bats it aside and just kind of in absolute love. When Jesus sees you, he feels your pain and he feels compassion. He feels compassion uh, for your pain. So that now with a heart of compassion, what can we say? What can we say when someone we are with shares their pain? What can we say? Now, watch this. This is, this is big time. Your role in that person's pain depends on two things. It depends on your proximity to the person. How close are you? And it depends on whether or not you have any common experience for what it is that they're going through. How close are you to them? What kind of common experience do you have? Uh, with that particular person. I'm going to give you three scenarios. As we get into these three scenarios, let me let me speak very directly and implore you to not do one thing. Well, I'm probably going to implore you not to do a bunch of things. But in general, no matter where you are in proximity, if you're inner circle, outer circle, if you have common interests, don't have common interests, wherever you are, don't do this. Do not try and deliver people out of their pain with your words. No, 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 no. You're, you're not allowed to do that. I don't give you permission. Like I can give you permission or not give you permission. I do not give you permission to try and deliver somebody out of their pain with your words. Some things are, are supposed to hurt and, and there's nothing wrong with them hurting and there's nothing wrong with a person sitting in their, sitting in their pain. Nothing wrong with it. If someone's struggling with a child, something going on with one of their kiddos, if they just got bad health news about themselves or a loved one or even even one of their kiddos, uh, if they lost a loved one, if they've endured some kind of violation, the worst kind of violation, uh, uh, or if they suffered something even worse, th those things are supposed to hurt. They're supposed to hurt. We're not supposed to get over them. Uh, and, and you and your, your little words uh, ain't gonna work, is, is not going to help. Is, is not going to help to comfort somebody in their pain. And watch this to comfort somebody in their pain is way different than trying to deliver someone out of their pain with your trite Bible verse. Don't do it. 
don't do it. God calls us all things to work together for good for those who love and are called according to a purpose. I know that. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make your path straight. Well, I know that, but I'm in pain. Uh, and so don't throw that. Don't, 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 don't throw that at me. Comfort me if you want to comfort me. Uh, but don't think that your words are somehow going to swoop in and deliver me out of my pain because somehow pain is not, uh, is not healthy. No, there is healthy pain and this stuff is supposed to hurt. So you're not allowed to do that. All right. So here, let's get into these scenarios. Let's get into these scenarios. So three scenarios and, and these will help determine what you should say. Take it for what it's worth. Here we go. First scenario, you are not already in a person's inner circle. You're not in their inner circle and you have no common experience with their story. If that's you, if you are not in a person's inner circle and you have no common experience with their story, then you are not allowed to say much at all, at all. Now, if you're not sure whether or not you're in somebody's inner circle, you're not. You're not in their inner circle. Uh, when someone is in the middle of trauma, beginning of trauma, beginning of pain, whatever, this is not the time to figure out whether or not you're in their inner circle. You will know, you should know, uh, whether or not you are in their inner circle um, uh, uh, way before they share whatever's going on in their heart. So if you're not in the inner circle, don't act like you are by hanging around longer than you should. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, and if you have no common experience, so for example, they lost a parent and you've never lost a parent. That would be a common experience. It's not an identical experience. We'll talk about that, but it is a common experience. So you're not in circle and, and you have no common experience. Then simply saying that here it is, just simply say, I cannot imagine what you're going through. And I'm very, very sorry for your pain. I know you have good people around you. If I can help you in any way, please let me know and move on move on if they choose to engage and share more that's great that's great then then continue the conversation otherwise eh, get on get on down the road uh, don't make their situation any more awkward with you hanging around if they're not used to you hanging around okay if you're not already in a person's inner circle you have no common experience zip it uh, number two if you're not in a circle but you have common experience, you can certainly briefly share. So I'm not inner circle. I'm not tight with you, but I have common experience. You can certainly, you can certainly share. So for example, uh, if a person's mom has died, person's mom has died, and you've already lost your mom, that's a common experience that you share with that particular person. You could very easily say, I'm so very, very sorry for the loss of your mom. My mom passed five years ago. It's really can be really, really tough. I know you've got great people around you, but I'm happy, I'm happy to listen or sit with you as you need. If they engage, that is great. Otherwise, move on. Move on. Now, remember, remember, there's a difference between a common experience and an identical experience. You lost your mom, I lost my mom. That's a common experience. That's not an identical experience because you have no idea what my relationship with my mom was like. So you could have had a great relationship with your mom and your heart's getting torn apart because you're sad. And I could have had a terrible relationship with my mom and I barely even care that she died. That's not true for me, but 
you, you don't have any idea. So you got to be very, very, very careful of projecting your experience of whatever the, the thing is that you went through onto my experience and acting like it's identical and then hanging out with me longer than you're supposed to hang out with me when we're not even in our circle to begin with. So be very, very, very careful. Um, uh, be very careful in assuming that your situation is identical to the one who is, uh, to the one who is suffering. Cool. Number two. Number three, if you are in a circle in a person's life, if you're in a circle in a person's life, then be present. Be intentionally, proactively present in their lives. Whether in person, on phone, or text, you gotta be, you gotta be available. Don't feel like you have to say something profound. You do not, if you're in a circle, that person does not need you to say anything profound. Uh, your presence alone is extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. As one who cares about and loves the other person, just gently, just gently ask questions. Remember, you don't know what it's like for that person to go through whatever it is that they're experiencing. And so you come with a blank slate. You don't know. You maybe have a common experience, but you really don't know what what it's just, what it's like. And so uh, ask questions. Now, your questions aren't fact finding for you. They're not fact finding for you. Your questions are really gentle probes of the person's heart gentle probes of the person's heart, uh, to see their desire to talk about what they are, what they're going through. Just gentle probes. Make sure if you're inner circle, make sure that you pursue the person in the days and weeks to come. Make sure that you pursue them in the days and weeks to come. Send a text. Hey, I was thinking about you this morning here for you. If you need to talk, you're not alone. I love you. Ask him to lunch. Ask him to lunch. If you're in, watch this. If you're inner circle, do not wait for them to call you. Don't wait for them to call you. If you're inner circle, don't tell them, hey, if you need me, I'm here for you. No, 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 no. You're already inner circle. I'm going through crap. I do need you. We assume that you need to reach out to me. Uh, uh, true inner circle people. True inner circle people initiate and pursue and pursue each other. And if you're inner circle, the person really wants you around. That, for, that's why you're inner circle. Uh, I got inner circle guys, man, and they 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 need to initiate when they find out I'm going through darks. They got a call, man. Don't don't you wait. They got to come over. They got to sit. They got to hang out. They got to hang out. Okay. So if you're not inner circle, you don't have common uh, uh, experience. Zip it. Get on down there. If you are not inner circle, but you have common experience, share a little bit. And if they take and they're interested and continue talking, that's awesome. If your inner circle, sit, be present ask questions, love on, take care of, do chores around the house, you know, whatever, uh, and to take, to take, uh, take care of them. Hopefully that's helpful. We got to get really good at taking care of grief. We got to get really good at taking care of because of this, because, because of this in, in Matthew nine, Jesus says he sees the people feels compassion. Or the Bible says Jesus sees people feels compassion because he sees their pain, this distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd, so Jesus says, ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the harvest field and it'll be done. So the Jesus answer and Jesus solution to the people's pain is to send Jesus people, is to send Jesus people, you and I, into the harvest field. Jesus is sending us into people's pain. Jesus is sending us into people's pain to love and care and minister to them. Uh, our success with other people's pain often comes from our experience of people handling our pain. People handling our pain. And sometimes that's not good experience. And so we're learning. We are, we are learning. 
my my closing exhortation to you may be this, maybe this. If you've not let anyone, let alone our Heavenly Father, access to your heart, uh, that may be the point of this blog, of this podcast, of this YouTube video, is to bring you to a place where you will, where you will give access to your pain. And although I don't know you, I know this. I know that you are loved. I know that you are deeply, deeply loved. I know that safe people are available. And I know beyond all things that you are not alone. You're not alone. And I pray, God our Father, in the name of Jesus, that my brothers and sisters who are listening to this, who have not given access to pain but need to and want to right now, Father, that you would give them the courage by your Holy Spirit uh, to consider opening up to you and letting you speak. Father, I pray that you would bring into their paths safe people, veterans in the kingdom who have a lot of experience in their own pain, who can be great uh, comforts, uh, who can be aloe to the woundedness of a person's heart. Father, that you would bring them in the power of the Holy Spirit to sit with my brothers and sisters and to love on them in the name of, in the name of Jesus. And for those of you who get regular access to the lives of people, may God our Father continue to give you words by his Holy Spirit for how you can be more effective in loving on people, ministering to them and comforting them, comforting them in their pain. Hope this has been super helpful for you, man, as we live in the overflow the Lord wants to inject us into the lives of people. And when we ask people to open up their hearts, you've got to be ready. Here it comes. It's a great privilege to have access to the heart of a person. May you honor the Lord and the person with the access that they give you. This, ladies and gentlemen, is real deal. Frontline, one person, one step, one issue at a time, living life in the kingdom of God, in the overflow. This has been super helpful to you. Please, please, please pass it around uh, on all your social medias. We certainly appreciate the help. Get the word out. Get the word out everywhere we go. God bless you, and we'll be together again very soon. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.